So just play the game, guess who? In case you're wondering, the adult message and the children's message is all combined this morning, so you adults have to listen as well, all right? I know many of you get more out of donkey than you do out of the sermons, so you won't miss out. Have you ever played Guess Who? If you've never played Guess Who, uh, it's, it, there's all these different faces. This is the old version. Back when I was a kid, this was the faces we had. And you get, pick someone at random, and then you ask the other person. You have to knock out who, who it is you're guessing, okay? Some reason, Talia and I were playing Guess Who once. I can't remember why. We must have been entertaining a niece or something like that. And I said to Talia, does your person have a look of existential angst on their face? Now, existential angst means someone who looks really, really sad, okay? And Talia looked at me and she said, yes, they do. And I said, and I said is it Alfred? And she said, yes, it is. Look at that man. Does he look really, really sad? I think he looks really upset about something. I think he's seen something terrible and he's really thinking about it. Hey? All right. So we're going to have a game of guess who this morning. I want you to come and stand up here and look out at the people in the congregation. And I will say something about the person and I want you to look for someone in the the meeting and go and stand. You don't need to stand on the stage. Come and stand here. All the kids, stand up. Except for you with your broken leg. We're glad you're here, Riker. Hey, we're glad you're here. We've been praying for Riker. Look, here he is. So the first person we're going to guess who is, this person is a man. So go and find a man and stand next to a man, and if you think that's the man. Off you go. So look around. Do you see any men? All right. This man wears glasses. So keep looking around until you see a man who wears glasses. All right. This man has a beard. Okay. So we've got glasses and a beard. Oh, there's Jared's up the back there too. It's not Jared because you cannot allow it up to stand next to Jared. So I'm sorry, I didn't pick Jared. Mm, pretty much down to two men now. This man has pale skin. He doesn't have dark skin. He's got pale skin. Can you see a man with pale skin? No, he's not racist. He just has pale skin. You see a man with pale skin and glasses and a beard? It's. Have you worked out who it is? It's not you, Pam. Sorry, Pam. It's Ian. Stand up, Ian, and show us your face. Stand up, Ian. Show us your face so we can all see you. Very good. Do you agree with my description? Is that what Ian looks like? All right, let's play again. All right. So look out into the congregation. This person has brown skin. Okay. So go and find someone with brown skin. Not black skin, not white skin, sort of somewhere in between brown skin. All right. Everyone's walking straight past Jordan. He's got the brownest skin of all. No. (laughs) This person has got grey hair. So find someone with brown skin and grey hair. 
Oh, Finau's getting lots of crowds to him. This person has, this person is a lady. I didn't say the lady had grey hair. I said she had grey hair and that she was a lady. All right. Okay. Oh, we've got lots of getting. Okay. Might be more ladies with grey hair and brown skin than I thought. This lady is wearing glasses. We've got brown skin and glasses and grey hair and is a lady. Look around. And this lady has a lovely smile. It's Lay. All right, stand up, Lay. That's you. Very good. I'm just glad that you're not wearing your glasses this morning, Latai. <laughs> All right, come back. We'll do one more. I can't wear this. I'll put him down. Okay. I'll just put him down. One more. Okay. This man. Oh, I gave that away. This person has no hair. So look around and see if there's people with no hair. And I'll say it's a man because generally it's men who go bald. All right, you don't need to point at him. Don't make fun of him. It's just the way it is. This man is very tall. Hmm. So let's have our let's have our our, our 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 gentleman with less hair on stand up, so we can see who's tall. They're all pretty tall, actually. All our gentlemen with less hair. All right. This man has very dark skin. Ah, oh. I think they've all picked you, John Claude. Are there any other people with very dark skin with no hair who are very tall? Stand up for us, John Claude. Look how tall he is. Goodness me. Oh, right. Do you agree that that's what he looks like? Very good. All right, come back to the front, all you kids. Very good. So that's how we play Guess Who? By looking at the different attributes, the different characteristics of a person, we can pick them out of a crowd. Okay? This morning in our Bible reading, we read some interesting things, and and Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they listed off some different attributes. So we're going to talk a little bit about what Jesus talked about. So Jesus has been going around telling people about the kingdom of God. So let's read that verse again all together. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. All right. So Jesus has been going around telling everyone about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is coming. It's really close. Turn away from your sins, stop being naughty, and believe me, trust the good news. That's his message everywhere he goes. And then this part of the story comes on from that. So this is Jesus going around telling everyone about the kingdom of God. And then we read it before, Jesus says to some people, who do you say that I am? So let's look at it. This is what I read. We've already read it through, so we don't need to read it all again. But this is what I do with the grown-ups. I put bits in bold and I talk a little bit about that. So Jesus and his disciples went to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. 
Does anyone think, why why did Mark put that in the Bible? Why do you think it's important that he went to Caesarea Philippi? Any thoughts? All right, Dorothy? Maybe it could be a famous place today, or um, it's where a miracle happened, so everyone wants to know where where These are good thoughts, but no. Any other thoughts? What does Caesarea sound a bit like? You know? Uh, It's a place where... He is going to tell people who don't believe in God he's real. Mm, Maybe, maybe. Certainly we've never heard of him going there before. What do you think, Boston? It's the king. Yes, Caesar is, that's good. Caesar, have you heard of Julius Caesar? Julius Caesar was the emperor of Rome, and once he was killed, all the other emperors after him took the name Caesar. So this is a town that's named after the emperor, who's the big powerful boss of the whole world at this point, almost the whole world. And the second bit there is Philippi. Well, you don't know this, but the king in that part of the world was named Philip. So the king decided he would name a city after the great big emperor in Rome and after himself because he is a very powerful and important man. So it's called Caesarea Philippi. It's the city of the kings. It's the city that's named after the powerful people. And that will become important in a minute. Jesus said to his followers, who do people say I am? He wanted his disciples to do a guess who thing with him. Who do people guess that I am? And so they listed them off. Some say John the Baptist. What do we know about John the Baptist? We read a little bit about him this year. He baptized people. That's right. Anyone else? Anything else you know? His name's John, like you. All right. He wore like goat's clothes and he ate locusts and honey. Locusts, yes. Yeah. Um, His mother was the cousin of Mary and... That's getting complicated now. But yes, you're quite right. John the Baptist was a famous preacher who went around telling everyone to repent. 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 That's what his message was. Repent and believe the good news. And he told people all the things they were doing wrong and told them to change their ways. Does that sound a bit like Jesus? It does a little bit like Jesus. But Jesus had a bigger message than that, didn't he? All right, and Jesus didn't wear strange clothes and eat locusts. Very good. Hey, that's why we're not Baptists. That's why we're Wesleyans. We can eat chocolate. We don't have to eat locusts. That's not true, but it's a good story. All right. So some people say, oh, Jesus, you're just like John the Baptist. And then there's another one. Some people say you're just like Elijah. Does anyone know anything about Elijah? No? What do you know about Elijah? Anything? Um, he's like, he does, um, like, he does, he's a prophet. He's a prophet. That's right. Good job. He's a prophet. Elijah was a man who lived hundreds of years before Jesus, who again told people all about God and told them to turn away from their sins and follow him. What else? He was from the Old Testament. He's from the Old Testament, but most people are in Jesus' day. Guess what? Because they hadn't written the New Testament yet. Ha! <laughs> what do you think about him? Um, he was taken away um, to heaven by um, a carriage. A fiery chariot. That's right. Elijah. Oh, one more thing. He was the first ever prophet. I don't know who's the first prophet. He's the most famous prophet. What oh. do you think about that? Do you think he's the first prophet? No, no not the first. But he's the most. He's probably one of the big famous ones. Yeah. Less 
But like you, yes, yes, very famous. Elijah was one of those people, he didn't get old and die. He walked with God so closely that God came down one day and picked him up and took him up to heaven straight away in a fiery chariot. And so the people thought, well, if he went up to heaven in a fiery chariot, maybe he'll come back one day. And another prophet, Malachi, had said that Elijah would come back before the Messiah came, before the new king came. And so they thought, maybe this Jesus guy, he's a bit like Elijah. He does all sorts of miracles. Elijah fed people and brought people back from the dead and did all sorts of interesting things. And you can read about his adventures in the book of 1 Kings. And then still others said, well, he might not be Elijah and he might not be John the Baptist, but he might be one of the other prophets. Who can name a prophet from the Old Testament? We've already had an answer from you. Any other thoughts on prophets from the Old Testament? Yes? Daniel. Daniel. Is Daniel a prophet? I guess so. Sure. We'll take Daniel as a prophet. He's in the main, major prophet. He must be a prophet. What about you? Like Mark. No, Mark's not a prophet from the Old Testament. Jonah. Jonah. We talked about Jonah a few weeks ago, didn't we? Isaac. Isaac. Wait. Isaac. Isaiah. All right. There are lots of people in this room who could just say their own name and that would be their prophet. Moses. Moses. That's right. Very good. Any other prophets? Yes? Micah. Micah. Lots of prophets. Who else can name a prophet? Shout them out. Amos. Elisha. Very good. Yes? No? Job. I don't know if Job's a prophet. Job's just a guy with a complaint. Job. No, not Jeff, but maybe Zechariah, hey? There's lots of prophets. There were people who brought messages from God. Oh, more names over here. Jacob. Jacob, yeah, sure. Um, John. John, no, not, no, John's not an Old Testament prophet. Hi. <laughs> James. No, he's a New Testament. Joseph. Joseph, I think Joseph's a prophet. He told people what God wanted in some ways. He could interpret Daniel. truth. Daniel, we already had Daniel. Anyway, lots of the people in the Old Testament are prophets. A prophet is someone who tells people what God has to say. So is Jesus like that? Does Jesus tell people what God has to say? Yeah. Yeah, so some, they were right to think Jesus was a bit like that. But then Jesus asked the next question. He said, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? Hey? Who do you say that I am? Because it's all very, here's Moses now. Hello, Moses. We were just talking about you. That's, that's Moses. Sorry, I've got my Moses and my Prince mixed up. All right. Um, Jesus said to them, who do you say that I am? Because it's all very well for other people to say who Jesus is, but it's important to know who do you say that Jesus is. All right? Don't give away the answer just yet. Who do you say that I am? And Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, said? He's the Messiah. You are the Messiah. Who can tell me what that word means, Messiah? Anyone know what that word means over here? What does Messiah mean? I don't know. You don't know. Just putting your hands up, stretching your arms. Very good. Big news. The big news. Here's sort of the big news. That's true. He's the king who's coming to save everyone. The king who's coming to save everyone. The saviour and Christ. Yes, okay. And what do you think? Uh... Jesus, Jesus, that's right. So the word Messiah, that's the Hebrew word, and the Greeks came up with the word Christ. Is that okay, Ian? I'm, I'm doing the right thing? See this man here, he always, you want to tell us what it means. Christ is the Greek word for Messiah. 
So when we talk about Jesus, we can use either words. We call him Jesus the Christ or Jesus the Messiah. Okay. But what does it mean to be the Messiah or the Christ? We've talked about that. Some of some people said this, he's the saviour. The Jewish people thought had, a, had this idea that someone was going to come to rescue them, who was going to set them free, who was going to save them. He was going to rescue them from all their enemies and do a whole lot of other stuff as well. He's going to be a famous king who was going to come and rescue them. So when Peter says to Jesus, you are the Messiah, he's saying you are the Christ, you're the saviour, you're the rescuer, you're the king, you're the chosen one, you're the anointed one, you're the big news, the big one who's coming to save the whole world. You think that's true? Because Jesus said, he didn't say that's wrong, did he? Jesus said, don't tell anyone. I'm not ready to tell anyone. Shh, don't tell anyone. Because it's not quite the right time in the story. But Jesus agrees with them. He doesn't say you're wrong. He says, yes, I'm the Messiah. I'm the big king. Now, remember, where was this story happening? No, not in the desert. Where was this story in the very first we talked about? Where was it? See, see, the villages near Caesarea Philippi. So here's this big city that says, the emperor in Rome, he is the king. And King Philip says, I am the king of this part of the world. And here's Jesus with his followers going, just quietly, I'm the king, okay? Don't tell anyone. So it's a very specific place that he picks to tell them that he is the king. Jesus is the king. All right. And he warned them not to tell anyone because it wasn't quite the right time yet. And we'll talk more about that next year, okay? Because I think we've gone long enough this morning. So what we're going to do is say a little prayer because we're going to talk about Christmas next week and the week after and the weeks after that. We've got our candles counting down the weeks to Christmas. All right. And we'll come back to Mark's gospel next year, I promise. Okay? And we'll find out what happens next in the story. What I want to do now is just say a little simple prayer. So I would like everyone to sit nice and still. You might like to close your eyes. And I'll say a line, and you can repeat it after me if you want to say the prayer, okay? So let's pray. And grown-ups, you can join in too, please. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his love. I'm sorry that sometimes I don't know Jesus. I'm sorry that I don't listen all the time. Please help me to listen to Jesus, to see him as he really is. Thank you for sending Jesus to be the Messiah to be the saviour, to rescue the whole world. In his name I pray. Amen.